Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Because it's a, it's a nice song with a nice message but it came from like an angry place kind of not really angry but it came out of an argument with my wife so we were going to talk about songwriting but yeah song called you belong Coming home ain't so easily these days Just can't find the words to say Everything's Wanna crawl in bed right next to you and hold you high up on that pedestal. Can't find 
thought I was good enough for you A little bit scared if I was to tell the truth Though I don't deserve you at all Yes, I know check on me and you let me hear you a little bit check check yeah i think we're good to go all right Whew, man thank you for that oh man my pleasure did i having me 
Dude, thank you again. For, th- thank you for inviting me down and invading your space, man. I'm seeing Robbie Amonette on the wall. What's going on over here? I got a couple more in the music room in there. <laughs> so I mean, he's gotten a little bit of my you know, money. You know, and that. Dude, just take it back to the Sunstroke House just for a moment, dude. Yeah, I'm man. so happy that I was able to come over there and we had a what a brunch as you would call it, and uh, got to sit yeah. down and talk over uh, omelets. Dude, those omelets. And man, man, we really, we really just, I thought we just connected as friends right then. And I think I was like, "Ah, I got to talk to him again. Now we really know how to talk. (laughs) Yeah, man. Yeah. I think once you get a vibe from somebody and you, you know, you know quickly that, like, oh, okay, we're, we're same cloth, like, you know, similar interests, similar kind of vibes. Uh, yeah, man, I think it's, it's, you're like, the second time around will definitely be more comfortable because you're just mm-hmm. like, oh, okay, I know how to approach this guy now. <laughs> yeah, you know, and, and versus I'm, like a, the whole like blind date, first meeting kind of, kind of vibes. There's some, be- there's some beauty in it, dude. And yeah. I, I've done that and it, it's even more nerve wracking to me, like at that Sunstroke house, like to do the after show is, is, is just as dangerous as, as it is before. Yeah. Before I'm sober. <laughs> but. I may not have a full grasp on like what you're doing currently, so like I may misinterpret like what you're trying to convey in the interview. Yeah, man. Unless yeah. you'll unless you'll play, which most people will play. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that really helps a lot. Absolutely. Especially like if you open with that, I was like, yeah, I can kind of, my heart can kind of feel it, you know, a little bit, and I kind of <laughs> I can approach it a little bit. Yeah. But uh, afterwards is dangerous just because uh, well, I'm gonna be like our episode. We had a great time. And we covered your backstory, but at the end, like, uh, I was like, I'm going to air it. It's worthy of airing. It's worthy of people hearing it. But I was like, it could have been better. You know? <laughs> I think we just trailed off there at the end a little bit. Mm-hmm. We got a little, I think we were, it it's, goes back to kind of like, I think we were getting to know each other through yeah. the conversation. And then towards the end, we got a little too comfortable. And mm. <laughs> we were like, just trailed off there on some some babbling a bit but yeah you know i think we, we it was you know in some realms up maybe, until that point i thought it was solid in, <laughs> in in some realms it may be helpful yeah who knows yeah i enjoyed the banter yeah i can say that i had a good time i'm not i no You're, regrets you, you can't yeah, you, no regrets at all i mean no we're, regrets. We're, we're back at it <laughs> Hell yeah. like i was like yeah and that just meant round two for me which Absolutely, which like man. back to that the the next day is like Man, we were talking about grits and green. We were talking about the mobile scene with Robbie Aminette and yeah, like just man. like people that you know from the coast. And man, I was like, we just really connected on a yeah, whole lot man. of people that we're just so happy for. Yeah, man, absolutely, you know? absolutely, man. Uh, yeah, it's cool that we know a lot of the same people. Um, you know, like grits and greens. You know, they're they're on their way right now. I feel like mm-hmm. you know, they're every time I turn around, they're seeing some sort of big growth don't you love to see it i do man because well you know i've seen uh, jesse and ryan from the very beginning you know like i watched that you know when ryan was 18 and just moved to town she was going to school at southern we were playing this place in marlins and she come Mm. walking up and introduced herself and said uh, i'm opening for you tonight nobody told me i had an opener and i was like cool I, that's one less hour I got to play. Awesome, you know. Yeah. And she got up there and did a great job, and I was like, man, what a cool voice. And she, the covers she was playing were not 
um, the typical coverage you would hear uh, yeah. from an eighteen-year-old girl around there at that time, and uh, I was I was impressed with her. And then we she started working at the restaurant that I was working at, and then we just became friends. Yeah. Jesse, her husband, now was working there. And by the way, Gr- Gris and Green, this is your official invitation. <laughs> Here it is, guys. Uh, but yeah, dude, I'm sorry we, to interrupt. We need to make that. No, we need to make that connection happen. Oh, uh, sure. but yeah, um, dude, it, it's. Go ahead. I'm sorry. But no, they man. So like, we were all friends working together at the restaurant, and uh, you know, uh, eventually Jesse and Ryan started dating, and then once they started dating. Uh, for a while, they uh, wasn't playing music together, but then they started playing music together. Jesse and I used to play in a band together back in the day. Oh, yeah. um, this little trio we had. Um, and then, uh, you know, so Jesse's been playing for a long time. And he was like always like a, a bedroom guitar player for the longest time. And then he started playing with us and did some shows. I think he got kind of a taste for it. And... Uh, for like the the live show stuff and uh he just started chasing it a lot harder when they started dating and started playing shows together like he really uh started working at it super hard i was like, a, i say it to the they're the hardest working band i know no doubt as I think, far as and, practice and, and, and i think that's that what it means to be successful dude when they moved that's to exactly Colorado, he literally yeah. both of them just locked themselves in their camper and like just studied music mm-hmm. for two years and he was just studying Derek trucks and slide guitar and all that and just when they came back from that dude it was like night and day man they were like totally different musicians when they moved back philip sable exposed them to me in the moment i saw them i saw the same thing that i saw in the red clay strays years ago at, yeah. Do- at doherty's at dolphin island I played dells at live lolly and just saw him play at live lolly yeah red clay ain't that crazy th- yeah <laughs> and dude i'm telling like this they this was before zach start was in the band yeah like he was still delivering pizzas bro I'm familiar with uh, Drew Nix. I've never yeah. really uh, yeah. been around any of the other guys. And this is like the early beginning of the show. My friend Cam Lewis, and uh, you probably know him, uh, listeners, if you've ever been to Callahan's, who he frequents playing there. He's yeah. a wonderful country singer, and uh, he's a real good guitar player. Uh, Cam Lewis, shout out to you if you're out there, nice. buddy. But uh, he called me one day. On my way out of Mobile, I think I was going to live down there for two or three months before I took yeah. it back north and he was like if you ain't doing nothing today go down to Doherty's and check out these young guys named uh, the Red Clay Strays <laughs> and uh dude that night I saw Brandon yeah break two strings yeah. back to back that's the lead singer right yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah back to back yeah and finish the show with just five strings and the resilience of that as yeah, young man. as young as they were and, and like I was it. like, and and proof of work. It's an easy, physically easy thing to do, but it's mentally it's, it's so, chaotic. It's so it, I could I could never do that. And not to mention, it was like you broke that string, you changed yeah. that string, then you broke the same string again, and you're yeah. like, well, we just got to go. Yeah, man, you don't really have a choice, I guess. And so I, I thought that I thought that showed a lot of maturity, and like they yeah, won man. me over. They won me over that day, That's and cool. to the same effect that you say, grits and green is like yeah. proof of work. Yeah. You can tell when uh, I would consider you to be this way, and I think you're doing everything that you can possibly do to your capacity. Is uh, you see artists and musicians, singer songwriters, when they're trying to break, yeah, and dude, just with the show and just 
being in tune with the scene and just with the help of good friends is being able yeah. to meet some people. Yeah, yeah. There's a reason you played Sunstroke House. Yeah. Like, not, not just anybody plays there. Oh, oh, you know what I, I got mean? you. Okay, yeah, It's yeah, like, yeah. I mean, a lot of people really believe in you. You know oh, what I mean? Oh, man, I appreciate that, man. I didn't mean to. <laughs> We're not on video. I didn't mean to sound cocky there. Uh, no, I, I, didn't, I call what you're saying now. But, yeah, I appreciate that, man. Um, no, that place is so special, too. And, man. I mean. What a unique vibe, yeah. man. And, I mean, I since, want more of and that, since then, the man, like, people, like. That have went to that show, or even people that listen to our podcast, like you, have come up in conversation. I was like, "Yeah, tune in, dude," because like this is something that that I see in the next few years is going to be something that you're you're going to hear on the rag. You know, you're going to hear it's going to be on the rag. Man, I so I accidentally going back to Red Clay. I accidentally saw them the first time I ever saw them. Uh, I had gone down to Mobile. on a whim no I, so like the next night how else do you wind up in mobile well, except was, on a whim yeah right uh, <laughs> well it, it was half whim and half had to be there it's like the next night I was playing there so I went a night early on yeah. a whim I was like I'm gonna go a night early and then just hang out in mobile see what happens it's like I know enough people down there I'm gonna bump into somebody have a good time I'll have a good time right and uh, go into Brickyard and Larry Clay's in there getting down and I was like who Mm-hmm. the fuck is this <laughs> you know like that was yeah. blown away man I was like this kid's voice dude the guitar player Drew all the guys uh, um, their drummer John um, yeah John Hall uh, John Wall yeah man um, dude sick all of them talented guys Andrew a lot of energy that. everybody's got the got a really good vibe and energy about them they're fun dude yeah, they seem fun, man. They seem like they put off that vibe on stage. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like they would be a fun hang. So uh, I'm very happy for them. I've kind of since that night, um, um, I started following because Drew does solo stuff too. He does. And he, so he does. I, he does duo stuff. Yeah, with his and wife I really, as well. I, yeah, and I really like um, his solo stuff. So and like the duo, but like the, his songs that he writes. Um, Shout I, out, baby. Yeah, man, I really enjoy him. I think he's a talented guy, and I think all those dudes are super talented. But it started out, I was found Drew on social media and was like, that's that guy in the band that I saw that night and following him. So I've been, uh, he, I believe he followed me back. I don't know if, if you did, you should, man. <laughs> uh, but I, on, uh, I, uh, just been following him for years now. And so by, because of that, I've also been. Mm-hmm. following red clay strays and i was like man these guys are just killer man they got it figured out you know um because i love a good rock and good time too i tend to you know always mm-hmm. uh pay attention to the songwriters and the and the more folk side of things i guess but uh but you know they're just undeniable with their, with their talent you know and yeah. just to see them go and just chip at it and chip at it you know, you see those videos of them like fixing the bus on the side of the road. You know, yeah, you it's can, just like it's you, very relatable. It's like, well, and with social media, and the way it is, is that you feel like you've gone on this journey with them. You know, you feel like you've watched them uh, just get to this yeah. point. You know, and it's like I said, they're playing Lollapalooza and uh, Bonnaroo and all yeah. these huge festivals. They, they played man. Red Rocks. You know, they yeah, played the Grand Ole Opry. Insane on Eric Church's yeah. tour and stuff. And who else? I can't remember. I can't think else. of the chick's name, but she's um, huge right now. Yeah, dude, they've been on all kind of big tours. Uh, oh, L King. L King. They were with L King. Yeah, man. And um, 
they just uh, they're dude. It's so good to see, man. It warms the heart, you know. And so it's like I'm not from Mobile, but it's so it's close enough that like, and I've spent so much time there that it's like. It kind of feels like seeing one from the home team well, <laughs> and making it, you know. When we <laughs> pull like this nice. to a real-world application, this is one thing that I would like to encourage, like the singer-songwriters, the bands in Mississippi. Like I've, I've hung around a lot of music scenes. I'm not just saying Mississippi scenes, Alabama scenes. A lot of scenes do it. But uh, we were talking beforehand just about how the New Orleans scene does it. Yeah. And the way that we just did it, like how much time did we spend, like, giving a great shout out and recommendation to two bands who have worked their ass off yeah man and without and without any jealousy strife envy or anything just happy for them and just knowing that dude if you're willing to put in the work i mean that is proof of work yeah man dude and greens just went to europe and back and like that doesn't happen to everybody yeah and in the meantime guys it's like why don't we stop being so damn competitive and let's be cooperative thank you like we we have got to be able to build our scenes up, and what does that mean? Well, if you're not playing that night, if you ain't got nothing going, maybe go support that show, and especially if it's someone's out of town network. Now maybe y'all can work together and share venues, share towns. Yeah, I mean simple, just support each other. I mean like we yeah, talk man. about social okay, me- social to- media or whatever else, but now I'm talking about like real world applications. You know? Yeah, man. Just today, uh, are you familiar with Red and the Revelers from Mobile? Yes, dude. dude I, Greg, I we Greg talked about this. Greg last has time. been on the show twice. Greg's, Greg's awesome, man. We did talk about this last yeah. time. Uh, I talked to Greg today, man. I, he, I, they played a venue that I'd like to get into, and. I reached out to him and said, hey, man, you got a contact for that place? And he said, yeah. And I said, here's a contact for another place down there. If you're, in case you're looking for more than one spot over there, here's a contact. Open up your black book. You know what I mean? And, like, we just swap contacts just like that. And, like, dude, anytime something good happens for me, Red reaches out. Anytime something good happens for Red, I reach out to them. And, yeah. like, you know, they're uh, – let's let's keep it going. They're Red and the Revelers, man. They're awesome. They uh, – are working with been working with the bass player from uh, Collective Soul man, that's right. in his studio that's right. and, and recording some tunes and, and then the newest single they put out them. it's yeah. good man it's you know and it's it's guys that you that you meet out there and you get to know them and it's like you know they're putting in the work you know and yeah. it's like when it's happening for those guys when it's happening for anybody you're happy for them but when it's happening for those guys that you know just bust their ass for it and 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 deserve it man it's like god it feels good to see it happening you know because in a way it feels like it's happening for you because it's giving you hope that it will happen it could happen for you you know what i mean and you know a lot of and i'm you know a lot of great things have happened for me over the last couple years man you're cooking man some good you're cooking good connections and you know it's like but i think a lot of the reason for that is because of what we're talking about, man. It's networking. Because it's like you go talk to any executive of any kind in the music business and they'll all tell you the same thing. It's about two things in this business. If you you want growth, there's two things it's about. Number one, how much money you got. Number two, who do you know? Mm -hmm. Because if you ain't got money, you better know somebody. So when people are telling these bands and telling artists how important networking is and that in your off time you should be going to shows and going and to show specifically people shows who are like 
the next just above where you're at the next level up from where you're there's at. levels to it go there is man go to their shows the people that are like if you're not playing certain venues and you are friends with a band or even if you're not if you there's a band that you follow you like their music and they're where you want to be playing the venues you want to be playing start going to their shows on your off nights go to their shows sit up close up front listen to their show let them make sure they see that you're there mm-hmm do your best to get around to meet them and talk with them and, and network with them because if you're a fun hang and you're a cool person to be around and you're not like pushy about it and you're not, you know what I mean? And you're just, you don't make it feel like you're there to get something from them. You're there because you enjoy their music. You're being genuine. You have no idea how far that will get you. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's how I've gotten to 90% of how I've gotten to where I'm at right now is Dude, through... This- just trying to be cool around people and be a fun hang and make people that's how people remember you this show this show is proof of that dude so many people like of man of just if i were to go through the history like just fast forward to the sunstroke house to jamie nettles and then that opened itself up to Taylor Hollinsworth and the Birmingham scene, and that yeah. spider webbed me into what a great scene. Going, going to Birmingham and beginning to try to talk to yeah. those artists and working in Starville and just getting to know Starville and then learning that scene and hosting the open mic in Columbus and yeah. inviting friends from all different scenes to invade our scene. And it's just through all that that has really helped me to kind of like develop like the way that I'm seeing this work as Man, a as a machine. Every time I probably already offered it to you. If I haven't, I'm sorry. I should have already, and I will today. But every time I go to a new town and meet a musician, and we hit it off, and I like them, I'm like I don't leave without being like, reach out. Hey, if you want to play Hattiesburg, reach out to me. Mm-hmm. I'll get you, you did tell con- me that. I'll get you the contacts you need. Yeah. And you can come down and play shows. Just yeah. let me know if you want to come down. I say that every time I leave a new city, every time I meet mm-hmm. somebody new, if I've played a city a hundred times and I meet somebody new the hundredth time yeah. I go play, I'm going to tell you, hey, you should come play Hattiesburg if you need to connect. Because I know how it is, man. I know how hard it is to find. Because, like, yeah, it's, Hattiesburg It's, it's hard to have, get in. It is. It's hard to get in in new places and... I'm not saying Hattiesburg, you know, there's certain gigs in Hattiesburg where you can make really good money. It's usually because, like, a certain place, like, tips really well or something. But there's a pretty basic, like, 150 a pop kind of deal around town. That's what most places pay for shows. Mm-hmm. Um, not all of them, but some will pay 200 you know, but it's usually 150 200 somewhere in there. And then uh, throw a tip jar out and sell merch, you know. Um, but... Those where those kind of gigs become important is when you know you have to pass through us to get to Mobile or New Orleans, like or can, Gulf Coast, wherever you're so going. So you might not be making the best, but, but it kind of helps you. It's pay. a couple. It's a couple tanks of gas to yeah. make the rest of the trip all profit for you. That's you know just what I mean? it. So it's yeah. like it's good gigs for you to be able to pick up on the way through to somewhere else. Yeah, you know? And typically, if you're a fun hang, and you know, and like. You're going to make friends and have places to crash. And, you know what I mean? It's like, you just, you have to, that's what people, I don't think a lot of people realize that's what we mean by networking. It's not necessarily social media. Uh -uh. Uh, Like, yeah, you need to do that too. But 
And I I need to get better about social media. I'm still not the way I should be. I with suck it, at but, it, dude. Uh, I post about my shows and stuff, though. You know, I promote my shows and everything. If I could pay somebody to do but, it, you can. It ain't cheap. <laughs> yeah, that, that's why I ain't done it. That's why I ain't done it. But like, I mean, the like the cheapest I've really seen for something like that is like a couple hundred bucks a month. Yeah, you know see, I mean? it's just like I don't even. I don't think I've got. I'm not yeah, there. Dude, it's another yeah. light bill. I can't do that. Yeah, not so. Not at the moment. Uh, yeah, not right now, but maybe eventually, hopefully. But you know that the networking is is seriously something as simple as just going to a show. The Ooh. thing that we bitch about all the time: the people don't go to shows anymore. Yeah, nobody goes to shows anymore, Alan. <laughs> you know, like that's the yeah. that's the what we all cry about, and I'm so guilty of it. You know. We all do it. I try not but, to. I, I try not to do that. I mean, but you're, it's you're not wrong. But you yeah. just you just it just it's falling it's, it's falling it on deaf ears. You know, yeah. it feels that way sometimes. They're going to shows. They're just not going to your show a lot of times. You know? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, and you know, most of the people that are saying that are playing the same town. You know, multiple yeah. times a month, and it's like, yeah, of course, my people shot. get burnt out. They know they can come catch you. You know what I mean? So, like, you got to be careful of that kind of stuff. I was guilty of all of it, man. Um, but like now, when I play in Hattiesburg, it's like I know some. I know a, at least fifteen or twenty people are coming out, guaranteed. You know what I mean? It's like, and then we have the the chance of it being a big night and a lot of people showing up. You know what I mean? It's uh, like, I know that if I space it out enough, you can do that, you know? But, man, you know, it's, it really is like that simple, the whole networking thing. It is really that simple. It's just like going to somebody's show, make yourself known, not in a, <laughs> in a weird way, but like, Sit up front at the show and make sure they can see you and try to meet the guys and, and get mm-hmm. to talk with them, man. It's it's really, that's all it is, man, because I think that's it how you make connections and get to know people and, also, and get doors to... Because, man, if they like you, they were like, hey, here's my number. Mm-hmm. Reach out if you ever need a contact or something. You know what I mean? It's like, then, yeah, it's not going to be weird for you to send them a text and be like, hey, you got a contact for that venue? Can I... And your, de- get in there, your degree you know? of contacts, like, what do they say? You're you're four or five people away from anyone in the world you want to meet. Exactly, And that's man. a part of that networking thing and just of that nature. Dude, let's put a pin right there, and when, yeah. we, when we come back, let's talk about uh, songwriting process. Okay. All right. We back. <laughs> We're talking about songwriting processes. How does one even make a song? Is it poetry? Is it a melody? Does it happen at the same time? Does a little lovebird cooing help one? Tyler, what is a song? (laughs) Uh, Oh, man. Oh, my God. What a question. Um, Man... So, I, you know, I definitely feel like every writer has their own process. And um, every song is a little different. Every song's a little different. Uh, there's, Unless you're a charlatan. You know, I think the proof in, in that is also, it's like there's only so many chords and so many notes, and then they repeat themselves. Ugh. So, like, we're all bound to play 
the same melody at some point or another, right? Ooh, sure. Um, so I think what makes songs different is the writer and the 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 mood and the vibe of the song and the personality that you you put into it. You mm-hmm. know, um, I think people really sense that too. Yeah. You ever of uh, you know early days of writing songs and maybe you just let's be honest. Let's say you were listening to a Tom Petty song and you just kind of changed the words a little bit and you went out and shared it with your buddies and they were like, yeah, not feeling it. <laughs> and then you play like a that Tom Petty song later yeah, and it registers and you're like, hmm, I wonder what the difference is. Well, I think it's a matter of feel and like that was yeah. too much superficial. Yeah. And you were just doing it just to do it. It didn't come from somewhere. Right. You know what I mean? Absolutely, man. You know, music's uh, an emotional thing. You know, like performing music, it's it's emotional process. You know, writing is 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 as well. But um, but yeah, man. I think uh, I think I could play you a song. I definitely think it's possible for me to play you a song right now, and you not like it. And then we play it for you the next time we get together, and I'm in a better headspace and really put hey. my my focus into it and my all into it, and you feel differently about the song. Hey, that's turning it on its head. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I've man, that's you know, that's a that's a recent thing is, um, and I don't think it's just because it it was on the porch talk vinyl, or um, just because I play it every single time I play out, but. Um, I had written another song that I was really proud of called Outside of My Window. Ooh, I like that. I and, like the and I would play that song immediately after or before Georgia. Yeah. And Georgia being the, the song that people like that yeah. is one of mine. Which is yeah. nice when you play your own and people enjoy it. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's a rarity. Yeah. Oh, man, there's nothing like the yeah. the request for one of your songs yeah oh Ooh. man over as the moon much as, as much as any performer hates requests well, I guess there's those guys that are that love a, love to take requests but I find that most performers <laughs> don't enjoy the whole request game so yeah like, you know to for, for it to happen and them ask for your song is yeah. always just ooh that's and, money right there and that that slowly be, be, began to happen like with uh, Outside My Window and it was a song of mine that I really believed in yeah. more, more than others that I'd written. I just thought like if it was ever going to be a single on something, that would probably be it. You know, yeah. like I was like, this is it. Yeah. And it's finally becoming it. Yeah. And like a lot of songs I really believed in over the years and I would play out at shows and, you know, it, it wouldn't like it wouldn't really register and it would never really raise an ear because you know like sometimes when you get done someone might ask you or you take a set break someone might ask about a song yeah and it never really hit it and it it started hitting it and i was like yeah (laughs) you know started finally i think maybe you maybe you're and i think it developed started, as a song yeah i think you you probably started delivering it the way you initially intended to deliver yeah it. you know you just wasn't all the way there yet i've done that a lot man it's like uh that might be the thing i mean hell songs on my record that i just put out a couple years ago you know have tr- evolved yeah man i mean just in that little bit of time i'm not playing on this exact same way you hear it on the record mm. you know it's like i'm find something vocally which i think too with me at least comes with 
um, not being someone who's been singing their entire life, you know, uh-huh. uh, I think I'm still learning and growing as a singer for sure. Or I, I know I am. And I think that I think getting better as a singer leads to me changing the songs a little bit live, you know, because I, I learn new stuff that I'm capable of doing. Yeah, like, oh, lends, okay. Lends I, can itself, that now, man. You know? I think yeah. that's, I think that's great, dude. Like, uh, that's one thing about like Georgia. I have that lo-fi yeah. recording on the record. What about you? Or do you, I mean, like if you go to a show, a band that you like and listen to, I mean, are you happy if you go there and it sounds exactly like it did on the ride up in the car? Depends. Most of the time, though. I'm not. Uh, I, 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 I want to feel, I wanna feel what, you know, especially like, you know, it's weird to do this to Mississippi, but if you're playing in Mississippi, like I want to hear how Mississippi made you feel. Because I yeah. think Mississippi, especially if you drive into it and if you have to drive through it for a particular amount of time, which yeah. typically you do to get anywhere in Mississippi, yeah. it's going to be a whole lot of flats with pine trees or just looking off into nothing. Yeah. It's going to look like a place that time forgot, and it's going to make you feel some kind of way. And so every time I have a show in Mississippi, it's, whew, dude, it's like you can really bring it. You know what yeah, I mean? Man. Like It's a very inspiring place to be, and I think, like, I, I hope it's that way everywhere in the country. I cannot, yeah. I cannot say but uh i really like that i drive to where i go yeah and sometimes i'm not listening to the radio i'm just kind of looking yeah just surveying and just kind of really taking it all in absolutely man and i think that lends itself to songwriting and like because outside my window it's, it's talking that a lot of time spent on like geography and uh, the way that i describe it i mean it does happen because it's outside the window so to speak and so Maybe maybe the lyrics adjust a little bit, you know, to maybe the sun wasn't shining. Maybe it wasn't cold coffee. I mean, like (laughs) maybe it was just a bourbon, you know, it it, it has a chance to move a little bit. Yeah, man. Absolutely. Uh, I like, I have something I like to say, like, uh, you know, when people ask me what a song's about, Mm. uh, my typical response is usually, uh, yeah, what do you think it's about? And when they tell me, I'm like, yep, that's what it's about. That's even if too. they're dead wrong. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. It's just Dude, like it, it, because it's how it hit you. It doesn't. It doesn't matter in that regard because, like, how many times, like, every person's story that approaches you about what a song of yours means is a hundred percent unique to themselves. Yeah, and it's almost better if you don't tell. Ninety nine percent of the time, when you actually tell, don't them, tell the true story. They're gonna be a little let down <laughs> because yeah. they're like, oh, I thought, uh, I thought it wasn't that this. special, you know? Yeah. Or yeah, it wasn't I feel what like I, you take away. By sometimes by revealing it, I feel like you take away what's special about it to certain people because you know it's like I very much like for any song I write for the listener yeah. to interpret it for themselves and tell me you know like when I get asked what genre I'm in, like you tell me I don't know yeah. I just play music man and whatever comes out comes out and you put it in whatever category you want to put that's, in. You tell it. me what the song means to you when it hits your ears. You know, I, My goal is just to make you feel something. You know, And if I make you feel something, then we've accomplished something. Yeah. You know? I don't know. Elimination right there. I don't know how deep this conversation can go because I just want to make it known. But um, that's the difference between a songwriter 
in a band who's really working towards making it, so to speak. It's not it's not so much about money and then the charlatan is all about money. They'll do whatever it takes to get money. Yeah. Whatever the move is. And not to hate on that, if you're good enough to do it, go do it. But it really does it hurts the craft as a whole. And, I agree. Uh, it's kind of sickening, you know. It's uh, you see some of the greatest venues around that pay the best, but they're paying somebody else for what someone else could say. Yeah, man, it's you know, it's like when everyone is on the same page, getting things done at work is easy. No matter what you do or what industry you're in, how you communicate is key. Everything you type is equally important to collaboration, and Grammarly can help. Think of it as your AI writing partner, empowering you to communicate effectively and efficiently so you can make a bigger impact in the workplace. 96% of Grammarly users say it helps them craft more impactful writing. And as the gold standard of responsible AI, Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that allows your team to make their point and move faster. By understanding your writing and context, Grammarly provides relevant, personalized suggestions. And with tone suggestions, you can navigate even the most difficult work conversations. You can also save time from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds with one click. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash podcast. Easier said. Done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You know, going back to, you know, how we ended up on this this road was, you know, uh, asking what, what is a song. You know, and I, man, you know, we were talking earlier, uh, you know, and I, I just like, I, like we said earlier, you know, if it makes you happy Mm. to make that and put it out, then it doesn't matter how it's received by the rest of the world. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I truly believe that, you know, I think you should make whatever you, is there levels whatever to it? there is you know in a, in a in a sense of like you know 
we have to determine what success is for ourselves. Yeah. So, uh, like we were saying, there's some guys that, you know, have all the talent in the world, you know, and could go be a session musician and make a really good living just working in studios and have make a career for themselves doing that but they're just like fine with being broke and and well, playing at the local spots around town well, most, like they're good with that and well, that's great i'm not, there's nothing wrong with that yeah. it's just like that person has determined what their success is and what makes them happy and they're chasing that so the, I'm nothing but happy for you. I don't know you if know? it's so much of a chase anymore. Like, I know a couple of musicians in Birmingham specifically that, uh, you know, they're married with child. They have done the road thing. They have been in very successful bands. Yeah. National tour and even some international, gone to Europe, so to speak. Yeah. Played in Canada. Maybe played in South America. Have done it. Yeah. And they are completely satisfied with... Uh, being a Birmingham band running the Birmingham circuit and letting that and it's enough for them to continue to be creative it's it's enough for yeah. them to uh, be at home enough to be a father and a husband and it's also enough for them to be in their studio which they slowly developed over the years with putting back money Yeah, and they are completely capable of doing what they do yeah. with having international fans who only get to see them maybe every two or three years. Yeah. But they just run the the hometown circuit. And 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 there what 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 other way could you make it yeah. other than that? Yeah. And then maybe you put a house show tour every now and then just yeah. have a reunion with friends from all over the country or whatever else. And it's, it's like ain't like that it? Do. Like ain't that what like a lot of <laughs> yeah. people say? Maybe a Will Johnson, you know, he works with Jason Isbell from time to time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, very talented songwriter, great drummer. And um, he just does house show tours with his singer-songwriter stuff. And then yeah. he'll play with his band, or he might go on tour with Jason Isabel or another friend. And he gets to be a singer-songwriter and a hired gun, a father, kind of and, the best of both a father and a husband. Yeah. And, he, and he gets the full experience of everything. And that's just one of those rare things to where you really get to do what you love, but you really saw what that was yeah. like ain't everybody gonna be the red hot chili peppers <laughs> right yeah yeah. you no know doubt. you no gotta doubt. we're not all gonna be arena rock yeah. and we're not we may not have it as well if as our friends such as you know, gris or greens or like red clay strays maybe you will if you put in the work yeah. but dude there is nothing wrong if you are making a living making music one and in, in whatever capacity one thousand percent. And if it's not, if that's not gonna sustain and make you happy, as far as like your mental health goes, you'll know. Yeah. You know, and you'll it'll motivate you to strive for more. You know. But if you're happy with where you're at and things are good, rock out, man. Hang out. Do yeah, your dude. thing. I think we're we are naturally creatures of habitat. Mm. Right. Like, we're naturally supposed to enjoy being home the most. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? You got, so, your, you got your people and your tribe. Exactly, man. Being on the road for months at a time is unnatural. Yeah. And I think that's going, like you're saying, the guys that have gone and done it, and now they're, they're happy with being part of that Birmingham scene and, and working the circuit. It's because 
you know, it's like, I guarantee you the first few years of that was incredible. They were like, because you're constantly seeing new stuff. Yeah. You're seeing new stuff. And then you get to the point where it's like, I've seen all this I've already. I've seen everything. And now I'm still doing it. And that's when you start getting burned yeah. out. It gets to yeah. that point where I know, where, like, I know every town we're I would rather. Through. I think I'd rather just be at home. <laughs> My bills are paid and I'm still able to play music and do what I want to do. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's how you end up in that or, you know, that's just speculation, but you know, I, I think that's oh, yeah. how a lot of people would end up in that, uh, in that situation. Ain't that a rarity? Like, you know, it's not. Yeah. But I, I just, I really think like that in everybody's heart of hearts, they'd rather be at home. <laughs> you know, I believe it. I, because don't get me wrong, like when I go out and play shows, I'm having a great time, but like by the end of the run, I'm like the okay, only thing you're thinking of. I'm I'm on my way here. I'm yeah. headed home. You know, it's like that's what's on my mind. So, dude, I, I, I've, I've heard just, that, especially how it is, with man. national touring bands, and, like, and we're also maybe, there's it's different too. Like the guys that like that I was talking about, they're just fine with being around here. That could be great session musicians uh-huh. somewhere, or whatever. You know, it's like those are I'm talking about like young like single guys too. You know what I mean? Sure. Now yeah. when you start talking about wife and kids and like families and that kind of deal dude like I'm, I'm married but like i don't have kids yet so it's like i'm you know i can't imagine how tough that must be yeah. you know trying to be out on the road for three months and you got kids growing <sighs> at the house and that are going to look different when you get home you know what i mean because definitely kids grow fast you know so it's like you go out for three months your kid's going to look different when you get home yeah couldn't imagine that's tough you know, you mm. you can physically see that you miss time. Anything you know? else to do with songwriting? Um, yeah, man. So I think you had mentioned at some point, like the we were talking about, like the process of it. You know, sure. and so I, I think we said earlier. Every, every, I think everybody has their own their own process. Um, I can kind of go through mine a little bit, like. Typically, my process begins with the guitar. Um, I've never been a person that that could really just just write without music and a vibe behind it. You mm-hmm. know, uh, I think you got to create a mood first, and then when you create that mood, you got to find a topic that fits that mood. And there's times too where like a topic that doesn't fit that mood might make an interesting song as well. You oh. know, so it's like. Um, but I, I find a mood, I find, you know, what kind of, what kind of vibe we're going to be in. And then I like to pick a topic. I don't like to, you know, there's time, there, there's times, you know, where, you know, you can sit there and just kind of mumble and, and play along until something hits you. But I like to, I like to think of a topic because I think if you pick a topic for a song to be about, it gives you a goal to immediately to work towards and it, it spurs ideas for lines you know and it's like you're trying to make this make sense so it's, it it gives you more ideas to throw out you know let me um, ask you this so like uh, with, yeah, with, yeah, with that style like if we were to pull the guitar out right now and if we were to start strumming and start throwing ideas back and forth yeah, yeah. how vulnerable could you be with a mic going and it, like let's just say it was live like how what what fine like when it goes to the process, tell me about like fine tuning. Like maybe at first you were real direct, 
with the yeah. the memory or the emotion and then you yeah. try to vague it up to maybe like what we were talking about earlier yeah someone uh was uh could really uh relate to the song and this is what they thought it meant just because of you were really good at masking your you know pinpoint position right. Like how how like how direct are you at first, and do you broaden out? Um, well, to answer your first question, uh, I I don't know that we would be able to write a very good song with the mics going. Being honest with you, yeah. only because I feel like I would think about that at some point, and I would put unneeded pressure on myself, and then yeah. I wouldn't be as genuine as I'd want. I'm to not be. saying that we were. I was no, just, I know, yeah. I know. I'm answering your questions. Yeah. All I'm saying, I, I think, like under that certain scenario, I if you don't mind, hand me a guitar right now. Oh, gee, I don't see it. But I, you know, I don't think. Uh, I think you have, you have. First of all, you need to be in a very, very free headspace um, to, to write music. Uh, Where does it come music, for you? Like time of day? Is it very? Uh, it does vary, um, but the two most popular times for me are like right after lunch, for whatever reason. Uh, like right after, like early afternoon. Mm-hmm. Every now and then, I'll, I'll catch uh, um, you know like a, a, a wave of creativeness, um, and then I stay up late, man. And a lot of times, late at night, two, three in the these, morning. Yeah, yeah, man. I've got a lot of songs that hit now, me. That's what I was going to tell you. Is uh, I keep a dream journal. Oh, nice. And uh, you know, every day doesn't work, and sometimes you don't dream. Sometimes you dream and you don't remember. But like, yeah. when I have those dreams that I can remember. If I can get them jotted down, like when I wake up in the morning on my nightstand, my journal's already ready with a pen ready. So oh, like, nice. I can yeah, I can I jot you. all that down. And so like I had the wildest dream last night, and I like I have everything like written down. That's cool too, because most people have a hard time remembering their dreams. So you 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 exercise it. Yeah, you you probably have a good recollection of your dreams. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, not just that, but like, uh, dude, like. You ever had like a really good dream and you think about it and like let's say you shower in the morning and by the time you get done you're like your bedroom the bathroom routine back to the bedroom and getting dressed like an hour maybe has passed and you're like well I don't remember now yeah and yeah. it's 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 the same way with my prayers like I, I keep a prayer journal yeah. and I keep track of what I'm praying for that way yeah. I can see how God is working in my life oh that's and and that's also a way like a lot of people tell me like. Well, you can't see God or know that God is real. Yeah. And maybe it's all coincidental, but like I keep a yeah. prayer journal and like how I pray for specifically you or whomever yeah. else. And it's like, well, that happened. And then you yeah. kind of keep up with it in real life, day to day. Yeah. And it's something that it's the same with a dream are you, journal. Uh, are you, if you're cool, go in this direction. No, are you, are you a religious person? Like, well, I mean, obviously you are. Uh, but I mean, man, I'm, I'm a Christian. I believe yeah. in Jesus yeah. Christ. He died for my sins. Absolutely, I believe okay. that. You go yeah. to church and all that? No, I'm not. Uh, I go. Like, I haven't gone in a long time, so I'm curious. To be honest with you, I've been off and on, and I haven't been studying over three or four years. Yeah. Um, but I read. I my, mean, like I, I read got, my Bible. Yeah, I got saved and, and baptized and all that stuff uh, coming up, like in uh, around like my, the youth group ages, and mm-hmm. uh, it's very heavy into it uh, coming up. And, uh, That's where I took the stage first, you know. Yeah, but you know, it's funny. It's like I've gotten so far away. I got so far away from from it for a long time, and um, it's funny, man. Like being with my wife, marrying her, 
going through marriage counseling with the uh it was actually the guy that married us was my youth pastor mm. growing up and uh yeah. I was super close with him back then and uh Brian married us and uh going through the marriage counseling with him and his wife and it was the first time in a long time I'd really talked about a lot of this, the you know uh religion stuff and like been in like a church environment kind of vibe mm. you know and uh but it's just funny like being with my wife and like music even sometimes like when i'm writing uh spiritual experience yeah man and i I chalk it up to that you know and it's uh you know when i don't have anything to say and i'm not trying to be creative at all i like to sit out on my stoop at my apartment complex in the hallway and all my neighbors hear it i live on the bottom floor so yeah all eight of my neighbors there are eight different seven different doors probably hear it but uh if i don't have anything to say and it don't happen often I'll just play a little G, C, and a D, and maybe throw an E minor or A minor in there, and uh, yeah. I'll just give Thanksgiving. Yeah. And uh, well, that's that's one thing that always helps me personally. And like whether faith in God is, uh, however you believe about it, maybe you you don't agree, and that's fine. And like that's for the listeners. Well, maybe you hate me for it, and that's fine. But it 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 really balances me, and it gives me. It helps keep me from going crazy, and it makes me feel like there's a point to this reality. Yeah. Well, I think you know? it's a, I think it's a great. Um, I think the main principles behind all of it. The virtue. Is a great way to live your life. You won't you hurt know? nobody. You won't yeah. cross. Right. You know, I think where the the big divide that comes are the around, Well, yeah, it's the you know. Like, I don't want to cast, I don't like casting blankets, you know. I don't like, you know, when, when I'm getting political about anything, which I guess is political or I guess maybe it is, but, you know. It's fine to hate on I don't Christians. Like, well, I know, but I, I, <laughs> we're, we're getting to that. Uh, <laughs> like, they're the only, gr- they're the like only casting, group you can hate on about getting. I don't like <laughs> casting blankets, you know. When people talk about police or any of the other stuff going on in the world, yeah. I'm like, I don't like casting blankets over a whole group of people uh i think that's wrong and i'm not every church is like this but um it's just become a very hypocritical place and yeah uh maybe it always has been but um you know i it's you know i think it's a revelation of the bible i I think that i think i I think so much there's I think, so much picking I think and Paul choosing. Told, I thought Paul told Timothy this, that these churches would do this. I mean, like, we're seeing Scripture play out. I'm not yeah. saying we're at the end of times. Yeah. I'm talking about the pistol of Paul. I'm not talking about revelation to the, right, right. the end time. But, like, Paul said, like, when as time approaches that, man, these churches and these, these thought leaders or these cultists or whatever you want to call them, he said, they'll they'll speak a false gospel yeah. and, pe- and people will love it and eat it up and they'll go yeah. and you think about like I just, and i think that's what's happening now yeah i think that's what's what's running yeah, the absolutely. christian community right now and it's not all of them man there's some great churches out there and there's some really great christians out there some amazing but like people. how how often does like but, the christian community like get crapped on like i mean yeah. think, think about like dude i think when oh, you get to man. a point where you are Picking and choosing who's allowed to come to your church and worship with you is a line that shouldn't be crossed. There's a point to that. You know what I mean? 
I think that go that goes against everything that I'll give that, a radical belief about, on that. You know? uh, it, it comes from Acts, like uh, to be invited to the church, you need to be baptized. Uh, and that's not like a church of Christ. Or How does that even make sense? People Baptist. come to church to learn to and and grow and get to a point where they're ready to that's how baptized. That's how far off we are from the gospel. Like yeah. If you look at Acts and the way that Jesus preached the church yeah. to, to Peter, yeah. who was the rock that he would build his church on and no yeah. one would stand against it. Early Acts, people were shedding the gospel, sharing the gospel day to day in their work lives and... They were proselytizing them on the streets and then bringing them to the house of worship yeah. to break bread. Yeah. Because the sacraments. Uh, you think about like uh, taking the wine and taking the bread or even like all the all of the things that we go through in a church service. Yeah. Uh, the holiness of it has been so overtaken by pop culture that the meaning of it is derailed yeah. like look, we think of easter and the easter bunny yeah. and we we say zombie jesus day and like we say all these different things and that's that's little jabs at the culture yeah. think of christmas we got like this old guy with a white beard who has these reindeer who delivers gifts all over the that's not what <laughs> christmas is about yeah you know it's not yeah. even about jesus's birth like he was born in spring but like the whole point of Christmas is to be thankful for your family and your loved ones and the time spent, like the gifts. Uh, this, yeah. it's not even the, the Dude, real, the real, the, the real that, gift. Uh, the gift is yourself. Oh my God! I think that I think the I think the greatest the greatest thing that could ever happen to this country would be Christmas, like <laughs> some kind of like. To where there were no gifts, like you know, uh, you know, like uh, when you do like uh, Dirty Santa with like your your work, your coworkers or something, and it's like <laughs> you know, twenty dollar limit, you know, twenty dollar yeah. limit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think if we, I think if we could somehow implement that nationwide, it would be such a good thing for this country, man. <laughs> for everybody to be like getting just like knit mittens and and knit coasters for Christmas old band shirts yeah (laughs) man just like and just and then someone just brings a stinker gift like you got a 12 pack of toilet paper (laughs) but hey that's pretty expensive that's a good gift that's a that's a good gift gift, you know Like, uh, you know, gas card, I can always use gas. <laughs> it's like that. If we could shift Christmas to being that, oh, yeah. gosh, man. Dude, that what, would, what is that the, would be a uh, game changer. What is uh, the best and or worst gift you've ever received on Christmas? Oh, gosh, man. Uh, let me think about that and and hope that it's not a family member that gave it to me. Uh, <laughs> let's see, man. Um, I never took like clothes or gift cards as a stab. Yeah, even like uh, I, I, I had I had some old sister in laws like they they would clothes. buy they would buy shirts. Yeah, and they were like sh- shirts with style. Yeah, and they fit. Yeah, and I was like, you're actually improving, and like. I don't know. Like, yeah. I thought they'd done it because they love me. I then love everybody Christmas else is like, because... they're they're dunking on you, and I was like, well, they're dunking on me in the best possible way. That was like all my new cl- my new style for the year. Every no time kidding, Christmas dude. Come around, yeah, man. I used to love getting clothes. Um, 
I'd say like the worst gift I ever got would probably be like, uh, you know, like my, uh, let's see, like my parents always went above and beyond for us and like probably bought shit they couldn't afford for us and <laughs> yeah, shout I mean, out like, to yeah, man. They were probably in debt up to their eyeballs every Christmas, but um, but man, uh. You, we don't have to do this. No, it's cool, man. <laughs> so, like, I, you know, I would always get, uh, like, man. <laughs> so, we would go, from my mom's side of the family, we would go to Christmas. And uh, I would always get some kind of, like, weird. And I never would know who it would come from or anything. My so thing if was, you figure out my who thing you was, are that gave me stuff, I'm sorry. I love you. My thing was books from distant relatives, and I'm a bookworm. And yeah. I think they took that information, but they didn't ask the further question, but like, what kind of yeah. genre does he like? Yeah. And I've had people like give me bad records. Yeah. Well, I would get like gift, a gift every year. Probably like one at least from each side of the family. Like I would mostly get awesome gifts, but I would always get one random gift. I feel like where it was clearly just like <laughs> this person just snagged something yeah. on the way here. It's like a dirty Santa <laughs> gift from CVS. Yeah. Like this person just picked this up on the way. Dude, here. that's a ten dollar like, pack of the M and M's pack yeah. with peanuts, dude. What yeah, the hell? You know, or, like, or like he went to like Ma- a, he went to McDonald's and put know, two McDoubles in a box. What the know, hell? It's like, a, it's like you get a gift card to Subway and you're like ten. You know, yeah. <laughs> you, you didn't even get me a whole sandwich. <laughs> Well, it's like, you know, at 30, I would appreciate a gift card to Subway because I can drive and go get it yeah. anytime I want. And it's what like, the hell? But you give a 10-year-old a <laughs> Subway gift card, and you're just like, uh, <laughs> when am I ever going to get to use it? Which led to my hoagie addiction. Thanks, <laughs> I do love a hoagie, man. Dude, uh, you want to take a quick break? Yeah, we can, man. You got to be on the other end of that. Yeah. Uh a guy that plays around here started covering one of my songs at yeah. his sets. And uh, I got sent a video of it and was just... Um, I was It was just a weird feeling, man. It was really cool. You know what I How mean? did it make like, you feel? It was very odd, you know? But it was like... You know, what else are you... <clears throat> I mean that's what you want, you know, and it, it kind of the point, right? Yeah, man, it's it's, it's a very uh, it's a good feeling, man. It's a good feeling because it's like, man, that song registered registered with someone heavy enough that they wanted to play it themselves. I mean, why know? did you want to play guitar in the first place? Yeah, right? man. Because yeah, someone wrote a song yeah, that man. resonated with you, and so what was it for you, dude? Um, I know we've talked about it a little bit. We have. So I, I, I think I mentioned on the last episode that like my dad uh, got me very early on into the the songwriters of the seventies. Um, you know, like James. Shout out to him, Jim Croce. Jim Croce, James Taylor, Bob Seger. Um, you know, that was definitely like the vein that of music that we listened to. Uh, my dad's also a big Eric Clapton fan. You mm-hmm. know, listened to a lot of Clapton. Um, by the way, good guitar work and like yeah, did, did slow hand himself have a little effect on your style when you were learning how to jazz it up? Um, so honestly, man, the person that and 
it's not who most people expect me to say, but the person who had the most effect on my guitar playing was Dave Matthews. I had a very heavy. Oh. I had a very. Did you heavy, get the surgery? <laughs> <laughs> That is like exactly like why he, you know. And, I think and by the way, let's elaborate on that. You know songs, about it, right? His songs are so hard. Like he had to, these tendons between the fingers, like supposedly removed to where no he way. could stretch further. I had no and idea he, about like, that. Like that's what I meant by the surgery. No, I didn't. Yeah. I thought you were joking because his songs are so tough to play. But <laughs> that's, that's, why, that's, that's why they are. But yeah, I agree. That makes yeah, and total like, sense. He, he had the ability to be able to stretch further. That's and, crazy. I'm gonna uh, research Max Bemis, that. Max Bemis that's crazy. of uh, Say Anything. Yeah, he uses a lot of those style chords in a punk rock way, which I always thought was interesting. So that I, is interesting. I, I left Dave Matthews and went to Say Anything. Okay. Just and I, I learned the, those style chord progressions and like they're very tough. They're very man. tough and they're very weird. But and they like develop... you have to train your hand to be able to go in between. Yeah. That's... And they develop your rhythm hand, unlike a lot of other songs. Like not saying like yeah, you can I'm just saying you have to he strums in a in a way like, you know, he plays guitar like I would imagine a drummer would play guitar. I think that's the approach. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so like I've like he's real tactical. Yeah, I've tried to approach guitar in a similar fashion. I'm no great guitar player or anything, man. I you know I'm I should be much better than I am. Pretty but, sure the choir, dude. Um, <laughs> you know, like there was a lot of uh, time that I should have been spending getting better at that but i was too busy having a good time and doing other things but part of the game. um yeah man it happens but you know dave definitely i had a, a long stretch of like six years where like i it was all day every day that's what i was listening to you know what going to shows. How'd you get um, a friend of mine uh introduced me to his music and I had like a Was it Satellite? What was the first um one? no the first song that Where I think Ants I think Ants Marching was the first song okay. that I was introduced to and then uh, I was introduced to Dave Matthews by way of Adam Sandler by Mr. Deeds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Where are you going? Right. Yeah. It's like on that when he kinda loves himself. Yeah. And like one one thing I will give, no matter if you're an Adam Sandler film fan or not, he has always done a great job of sharing good music on his films. And thank yeah. Quentin Tarantino, or anything that makes a good movie, in my eyes, it has a beautiful soundtrack with yeah. with songs that really tell the tale. Yeah, and uh, absolutely. Shout out to him, baby. Yeah, man. Um, I. Uh when the Dave Matthews and Tim Reynolds Live at Radio City uh, um, DVD came out in the live record, um, that was a game changer for me. I That's what did it for really you. fell in love. Well, I fell in the love. I fell in love with the idea that just two guitars could put on a show like that. You mm. know what I mean? Um, and those are still to this day some of my funnest shows are like when it's my acoustic trio and um you know like i'm expanding on that right now i'm uh you're on a journey right now turning would you, would you care I'm to expand on that now well I'm, I'm in the process of of 
of expanding the trio and making that my full band, which is going to be like a string band setup, guitar, two guitars, uh, banjo, fiddle, and uh, upright bass. Um, which is interesting because but we it's not talked about be... people developing yes, and changing the way yes. that they do things. And you have one What's record funny, out, though, is that I've... you've kind of already progressed the way that you approach your own songs with this this new I have, way of thinking, right? I have, but in a lot of ways, it's funny, man. I I feel like I feel like I'm finally accepting something that I've been running fighting, from? not running from or fighting, but just something that like I've always I've always toyed with the idea uh, that like that's what I should be doing. Mm. But I've always been like, but no, you got to have a band. You know, you gotta mm-hmm. have a band. You gotta have a bass and drums and the whole kit and caboodle. You know, and uh, you know this resurgence of bluegrass over the last few years. Thank you, Billy then, Strings. Man, I've been really yeah, like Billy Strings and Green Sky and um, String Dusters and um, all those guys. Man, Chris Thiele, just, even. Uh, yeah, dude, he's amazing, man. Um, and you know, Yonder Mountains always uh, been doing their thing, man. They're they're incredible too. Um, but like this, this would probably be a miss to go down the list. Yeah, man. Um, the uh, the resurgence that's happened though, it's like really. I've just been like, oh, like you don't. You can have a string band set up and not be a bluegrass band. You know what I mean? Like, not saying those guys aren't bluegrass bands. I'm saying like, they've they're all those guys we just named are they they lean a little to the jam side of things too, and they all use like effects pedals, and they all like, you know what I mean? They've really like gone down the rabbit hole of what they what this could be, you know, and. I think that if it's my music, I feel the most comfortable in this setup, and I feel like um, I can accomplish what I was trying to accomplish with my the full band I had with this and explore some new alleys. Can too. I ask you this? Yeah. Is, uh, you may feel the way that I do uh, a lot of times to where maybe this iteration of a band gives you an out as being the front man to where you can drive the tempo to where you don't have to yes. have a drummer driving everything to where you can you're you're actually leading. Well, yeah, and I I feel like to really like if you're going to have a band and have a drummer, you need to be super locked in with that drummer. You need to front be man like and drummer band. is like most important. Yeah, man. And like you say bass. Because the drummer is going to determine ultimately how the song's going to go. That's the that's the beat know? of the band. Yeah, and so yes, with this string man setup, I feel like I'm in control of that. Yeah. I feel like I'm who's ever who everyone's following, and that's the that's what I need to feel like these songs are coming across the way I intend for them to. You know, oh, I like and, this. Uh, I don't like feeling like I'm conforming to what the drummer's playing. Not that I've played with any drummers that do anything wrong or anything bad. It's just that we, I don't have time. I use hired guns, so it's hard to rehearse and have, you know, be super locked in. You know, we don't, just nobody has the time for it, you know. So, um, I feel like this way, that's okay. 
and like these guys that I'm playing with all know my songs already. They're all comfortable with them, and it's like I'm driving. I feel like I'm actually driving the bus with this setup. Yeah. You know? So you're and thinking, no bass, banjo, two guitars, and and a fiddle, and a fiddle. Yeah, man. And every one of them uses a full pedal board with effects, and like we, they're you know, we jam. They're manipulating. We jam, and we and we 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 lean into the uh, the songwriter side of it too. You know, well, I think. Uh, I think we do a good balance of it, you know. Let's do this. Three questions. Yeah. Let's wrap this one up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, question one is uh, plug your socials. Where, where's the best place to find you and what you're doing, where your shows are? Um, Websites, so, whatever. Yeah, man. So my website is tylertisdellmusic.com. Um, from there at the bottom of it you can find links to all my uh, social media which is all uh, Tyler Tisdale Music um, on all social media platforms you can follow me I'm always posting uh, about my shows and uh, upcoming events and stuff and new music coming out and uh, we've got um, we just put a new single out uh, you know a month and a half ago um, and uh there should uh, we're get, we're in the studio making making more uh, you know we're, I'm think I'm gonna go down the singles route for a little while. I and, think that's uh, the way it goes. I think it is. I think until you can because making a record's expensive, man. And I think until you're making enough money that it's not a financial burden on mm-hmm. you to make that record, I think you need to play the singles game. Um, yep. So that's what I'm doing for a while and. Uh, but I've got, you know, like uh, 10 or 12 songs I'm sitting on that, uh, you know, or um, I'm just going to kind of pick and choose and whichever one's feeling right in the moment and go get in the studio and just try to get more consistent with uh, putting music out, man. I think that's the game right now, and that's that's what we need to be doing. I'm sure it'll vary, but uh, with your approach to being a singer-songwriter and doing it solo or bringing on this full-fledged five-piece, like... Yeah. Are you going to do the songs in both iterations, or what is, what's your plan? I, so, I think my plan right now, um, uh, it's it's honestly, I think it's going to be an immediate change. I think the next time I go in the studio, it's going to be with the, the string band set up, and we're going to, nice. we're just going to go for it, see what happens. Nice. Um, so, yeah, I think uh, the next time a song comes out, that's that's the vibe that you can look forward to, uh, to, to hearing. Question two? Yeah. Tough one. Ready? I'm ready. What was your favorite part of this conversation? Um, uh, the when we dipped off into religion. I thought so too. I, I had a I had a good time with that. I really I, I wasn't think, expecting it. I don't it, think it's talked about enough, and it came I don't up think it naturally. is. I don't think it is. I think we're in a. I think you and I are in an environment with like the live music scene where religion's not very popular. Uh-huh. You know, we're kind of on the opposite side of it, you know, yeah. like where, where most people, it's like, uh, most people in our line of work are not very religious and, uh, feel like the outcast around other, uh, around Christians. I'm like, I'm kind of in the middle of it, you know, mm-hmm. a bit, you know, it's like, uh, it's, that's kind of how I am politically too. I just, I tend to be in the middle ground of Best things. Best way to be. You know, I think so too. And, uh, you know, uh, it's, it's kind of like that for me with religion too. Um, you know, because it's like, I have a lot of issues with churches these days, but at the same time, I'm not in a place where like I would 
be able to say like I don't believe in something. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like I, I definitely, you know, feel like there's some there's something out there, some kind of higher power, whether it's aliens or God or whatever it is. You know what I mean? There's there's it it ain't just us that just happen to be here. You know what I mean? So right on. Uh, I do think it's I do think you and I are in a weird place where like it doesn't get talked about enough and that's why I think it was my favorite part it was unexpected and it came up and uh, naturally yeah well it came up because you you said something about uh, your weekly prayers or daily prayers weekly oh, we prayers. were talking about dream journals dream journals and yeah then it turned yeah yeah, uh, and then you, yeah, and you went into prayer, and I was like, okay, so mm-hmm. he's down to talk about it. Let's talk oh, about absolutely. Because <laughs> the other thing that I think makes great conversation is 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 making each other a little uncomfortable too, and talking yeah, about things absolutely. that uh, that you know, it's like in the back of my mind, it's so funny, it's so silly. But you have to defend yourself when music, on spot. <laughs> yeah, well, it's like when religion comes up, I'm like, oh. It's, not cool to talk about that a little bit you know what i mean you get hit with that a little bit in your mind and then it's like no i'm just gonna talk about this like you know what i mean and we did that today and i i enjoyed it very much last question yeah is um just about personal travels yeah um if you could load up tonight yeah where would you go Ooh, uh north carolina or at specifically? Uh, it's been on my mind a lot lately. I definitely want to get around the Asheville area and play some shows. <laughs> There's the dogs. Yeah. Uh, they know it's time. They knew the, the episode was about to wrap up. Um, but the Asheville area, and then just North Carolina in general, has been calling mine and my wife's names for a while. We've been talking about vacation in there, going on a camping trip. Cool, man. And uh, it's, it's been heavy on our minds over the last few months. So, uh, yeah, I think if I could leave right now, I'd go to North Carolina. Well, let's let's put a pin right there. I like it. Tyler Tisdale, everybody. Hattiesburg music. Uh, he's getting out there and doing the damn thing, and I believe in him. Follow him. Tyler, thank you so much. Thank you for having me, brother. I appreciate it. Always a pleasure. See you, both. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.